everybody. Welcome back to Lipstick and Lightsabers. I am Shannon. And I'm Alex. And today we have our final episode for season one of Andor Beats. Our final issue until season two returns. <laughs> yeah, the editors are taking a bit of a break. Yes, the editors are taking a break um, from all of the gossip and the drama. Um, our very own Gossip Girl is going on vacation. XOXO. <laughs> <laughs> XOXO. Andor. Um, yeah, so this show has been amazing. Like, I don't know if Star Wars will ever be this good again. We were looking at the schedule for next year, like with books and with TV shows, and like it is packed. 2023 is going to be busy. There's so much happening in 2023. Like, it's. It's a lot. Like, after this, we go straight into Willow, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Then we go straight into Bad Batch, then straight into Mando. Like, Yeah, it's... and I have a feeling Mando's going to go straight into Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. It's going to be nonstop. Yeah, I don't think it's going to end. I'm really interested to see how Mando is after having seen Andor. Yeah. I mean, I think Mandalorian Season 3 is really going to have to take some lessons from Andor, but also, like, look back at why their season one was so successful to be able to, you know, live up to how good Andor was. Because, I mean, when Mando season one came out, like, that was everything. It was so good. Well, like, even even now I've been seeing, like, throwbacks to when Mando came out. I was, like, drawing so much Mando fan art. I was, like, vocalizing how much... I love things in the show, so I've been seeing, like, reposts of that, um, and I was, like, not feeling the same about season two. I was feeling good about it at times, but then, like, once it finished, it just felt, like, kind of cameos galore. It did, because I remember, like, we were into the beginning, so... Mm -hmm, Definitely. I I think it will really come down to, like, the story that they're telling, because, like, we both expressed this, like, we don't really know where, like, Mando overall is going anymore, um, so that will really depend. And I, it's hard to compare Mandalorian with Andor because Andor was like, we're going to be two seasons. We're running right up to Rogue One. Like they knew the story that they were telling and you can feel that. And like Diego Luna is like a producer on it. Like he, um, he obviously cares about Cassian a lot and he's like included in the creation of this show. And I think that Pedro Pascal is incredible at being Din. And I just want to see his face more. You too. Which I kind of feel like we might be going because, like, they're going to be exploring stuff with the Mandalorian, hopefully. Um, But speaking of, like, when characters are, like, or when actors are very, very invested in their characters, um, I want to talk about recommendations. So Yes. (laughs) I watched Wednesday um, in two days. I, I watched four episodes and four episodes. And first of all, like, when this was coming out, Like, I saw it, and I was like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I was never super into, like, the Addams Family, which is weird, because after watching Wednesday, like, this is exactly, like, me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I kept seeing TikToks of Jenna Ortega talking about playing Wednesday and what it was like and everything, and she is so thoughtful. She is a very hard worker. She, She, like, like, she she was out there. I also, like, want to say that... Tim Burton is very hit and miss. He is. So, and this is Tim Burton. And he actually, I don't know if you, you've watched the whole show. I've mm-hmm. watched 
the first episode. The first episode was directed by Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. But were all of the episodes no. directed by him? No. No, not all and, of like, them. And, like, I thought he did a really, really good job, which to me was kind of surprising because of how hit or messy he is. Mm-hmm. I feel like overall, especially since it was, like, multiple direct, um, directors, the vibe is extremely cohesive. The story is paced really well. And I think it was good because, like, it wasn't just all Tim Burton. Like, I think Tim Burton does better when he has, like, a bunch of collaborators. Like, you look at other stuff where it's, like, it was his idea, but, like, other people made it happen. Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, Nightmare Before Christmas, It was just, like, his storybook, and then Henry Selleck took it and ran with it. Like, he, you know, he's, like, kind of the idea man. I think he can get a lot of the right people on board for a project, but when he is, like, at the helm and is, like, directing everything and is, like, in charge of everything, his weaknesses, like, definitely, like, poke out yeah because I think he's just he's a creative and I think like he doesn't always know how to like make it work and like with Wednesday like I think you can tell that like his creativity was there but like it was surrounded by people like who knew how to get the job done and like one of those people was Jenna um the original actress who plays Wednesday like played Wednesday before is in this as well Mm -hmm. um and like Jenna talked about like what it was like with that Gwendolyn Christie is in it she's Gwendolyn Christie's really good did you see the interview where Jenna's like thank you woman my woman my my wife wife. (laughs) (laughs) and Gwendolyn Christie's just like laughing it's so cute Yeah, no, this show is so good. Like, I love Wednesday's characters so freaking much. I've loved looking at um, the fandom that's popping up because a lot of people um, are catching on and loving that she's, like, very much autism-coded. She's arrow-coded. She's ace-coded. She's also, like, bi-coded and Mm pan-coded. Like, she's – it's so queer, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, And I definitely have a favorite ship, which I will not reveal to you. Um, because there's, like... There seems like there's, like, a ton of ships. Like, there's, there's like, a ton of... There's a ton of, like, potential, I guess. I will say, um, there's not a lot of chemistry, and it's not because, like, Wednesday is the way that she is. (laughs) I think it's just because, like, there's just not. But, like, there's one dynamic that's, like, really good, and it's just... It's great. So, I, I loved it, like... I am so excited for, like, more seasons. Like, this, to me, is what, like, Sabrina thought it was. Like, Sabrina should have been more like this. Yeah, like, they, they, yeah. they thought, like, this is what they were doing. And, like, it, it just wasn't. I mean, Sabrina spun more Riverdale. It did. <laughs> and, I mean, like, this has that vibe, but it also is, like, very aware that, like, it, it kind of has that vibe and it's... It's like more thought out. Like there's, it doesn't there's more like to it. Push that boundary that far though, I think. No. At least it not doesn't. yet. Like it it knows where to hold itself back. Yeah, like it <laughs> leans more into that like kooky, like Adam's family, like goosebumps yeah. feeling than it does like mm-hmm. teen drama, which is good. Like yeah. this feels like a it it's it's weird because like it is like young adult. But it feels more like fun, like a YA, yeah. like 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 a middle grade adventure almost. See, like I think I'm kind of opposite of you, where I grew up watching Christine, the Christina Ritchie version of Adam's Family a lot. Mm-hmm. Like it was like one of my favorite the two like the two movies, like Adam's Family and then Adam's Family Values, two of my favorite movies. Growing up, I would watch them all the time because they were just on TV all the time, and. 
I'm like seeing even like little call outs to those ones. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I've seen another TikTok of like, um, there was like a scene of Wednesday dancing and they put it yes. side by side with like the original, like the mm-hmm. old, old black and white, you know, Adam's family dance. And it was like the same. And I was like, oh, that like, I love that they're doing call outs to all the versions of it. Well, and Jenna, like, choreographed that dance, which is so <laughs> funny. Like, that scene is so good. Um, but, like, yeah, you can just tell that, like, they took a lot of care with this being a character that, like, people really know and love. Um, and that's something else. So this isn't in our recommendations, but, like, we talked about it last time. Alex saw Black, Black Panther, and now I've seen Black Panther. And, like, this is something that I really, like, want to see more of. Like, people just, like... having that care with these characters because they mean so much to people yeah well like giving you know giving creative freedom to people that's what it's about yeah it's it's so good but speaking of giving creative freedom to people chapek is out chapek is out that can you know that's gonna make a lot of difference to the company i think we it remains to be seen but i think that's gonna change things positively yeah papa Iger is back <laughs> <laughs> oh since we talked um a little bit about marvel there at the end do you want to talk about uh the guardians of the galaxy holiday special yeah the ho- i love this so much <laughs> the guardians of the galaxy holiday special was just like delightful and mantis shines she was like, so this good is mantis's moment and she took it and ran with it and, like, Palm was so good in this. There was, like, not that much Star Lord in it, and he barely talked. Which was fine with me. <laughs> like, so Chris Pratt talked, like, the minimal amount of lines that he could have possibly talked, and I was like, cool. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was all, all Mantis, all Drax, and it was so good. Yeah, and it's funny because I watched this, um, like, after, like, the day after I saw Glass Onion, and, like... Dave Bo- Bautista's in both of these. I was like, oh my god, this is so weird. Like, <laughs> this is so strange to be watching this. I will say I didn't like the animation in this special, but other than that, like, 10 on 10, I loved it. I mean, like, I know what they were going for, and I think, like, with that, like, it kind of made sense, because they were kind of going for, like, that old school, like, Christmas kind of like, feel. Shannon, but, no, I know. I know. It, like, it, it didn't achieve that. No, it didn't. <laughs> they try. <laughs> I like my favorite part was when they sing like that song where it's like I don't know what Christmas is, but it's here. <laughs> like that was so funny. Like the whole plot is that they're gonna kidnap Kevin Bacon as a present for Peter Quill. Like I'm so excited for Mantis and Guardians Three now. Yeah, I almost want like I want like Guardians shorts. Like, I, I really do. Like, I want, like, one-offs because even, like, Karen Gillian, so, like, ne- Nebula was in it and, like, she was also very funny. I think they got everyone in it because they filmed it while filming Guardians 3. Yeah. So they just had everyone there. Well, but they, like, all did such a good job. Like, they, yeah. they did, like, they had, like, so much care again. Mm-hmm. Like, and it just Maybe it they felt do, in character. What if they did, like, every human, like, uh, Earth holiday that would be amazing. I mean, Kevin Bacon did CC for Easter. And, like, yeah. I would love to see Mantis try to understand what Easter is. Like, they, these little Marvel specials, because, like, the first one we got was um, 
the werewolf by night. Like, mm-hmm. they're really killing it. Yeah. I, I love and, like, them just kind of like, like, yeah. Just under an hour. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect yeah. length. We, we, don't need, we don't need a three-hour movie every time to have some fun with these characters. We have two more recommendations. Um, the next one is the story of a mouse documentary, the Mickey documentary. Yes. Um, this is one of the best documentaries I've seen in a while. Um, I think Disney Plus actually does really, really great with some of their documentaries because, like, I mean, you've seen the Imagineering story, and I would say it's, like, on par with that. It's just, like, shorter. It's only an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does not shy away from the bad stuff. That's good. Like, it fully goes into the history of Mickey and Donald during World War II and all the propaganda films. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting for, you know, this this documentary that was made specifically for Disney Plus to have all that and actually, you know, confront a lot of the racism in the old 20s, 30s cartoons. Like, to mm-hmm. actually talk about that and have people of color talk about that. That's awesome. Yeah, so I like that um they they handled that like with so much grace. The other thing is Iger is in this and Chapek is not. So <laughs> take that as as you want to. Um, That's really funny. It was very clear to me that Iger sees the importance and the legacy of this character for the company. That's good. And Chapek not being there ta- speaks to me what he thinks about it. Well, I, we know he doesn't. He was just a money guy. Um. So, and it was really exciting to see, like, the version of Mickey that I worked on in mm-hmm. this documentary. Yeah, because um, you're part of the legacy now. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, um, I highly recommend that. Even if you don't, like, don't care about Mickey Mouse very much like it's like so interesting and you've learned so much about him especially like during the war time and all that um it was really good so our last recommendation is that the sex lives of college girls is back for season two yeah they're so messy am I I don't know how many episodes are there four oh no (laughs) No, (laughs) they come out on Thursdays Okay. So there were two more episodes on this Thursday. Okay. See, so yeah, yeah, I watched the first two. I haven't, I haven't mm-hmm. seen the two new ones. Yes. Yeah, they're very messy. They're These so messy. These women are very messy. But I love that for them. Yeah. Like, let them be messy. I really like this show. It has, like, the same energy as season one. I think it's, like, just as good. I'm, like, mm. really, really enjoying it. It really does feel like they picked up right where they left off, which is awesome. And they did. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just been, like, you know, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving break. break. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I like that. And I'm glad that they got to keep going because there was a lot of um, speculation with, like, HBO and all that. And if it was going to yeah. get canceled. Well, so. they were filming this season when all that was going down. Yeah. And I remember, like, some of the actresses were on TikTok and people were asking them in their comments. And they were like, oh, we don't know. I mean, yeah. like, she's like, I'm going to work tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad that they were able to keep going because it, it is such a fun show. Like, is it the best thing ever? No, but like, we need more stuff like this. Like, it's yeah. just, it's so, it's so fun. Mm-hmm. And I do like, I, I like that you know we have queer characters in this show, mm-hmm. and especially like non, like I guess you could say like non-conventional queer characters. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that because like, 
I feel like there's a specific character, like, out of the four that, like, you would expect to be, like, act, uh, there's probably two that you would expect to be the queer ones, and it's the one that, like, you would least expect, and I yeah. like the way they explore that, because, like, like I said, I haven't really caught up yet, but, like, where we're, where I'm at, she's still not really comfortable, like, being out yet, Yeah, and I like that they're exploring that it's not, like, a one and done, I'm out, and I'm proud, like, it, it's a process. Mm-hmm. So with that, um, moving into the news. So there's there's one big piece of news, which I know we're going to talk a lot about. So before we get into that, um, we did get Convergence, which is the adult novel for Higher Public. We are yes. in phase two, wave one. I've only read 30 pages, <laughs> um, but I'm already into it. Um, it's by Zoreta, Zoreta Cordova. We are going to talk about phase two of the higher public. We haven't really talked about anything yet. Um, we're going to do that once we get into the new year. And then on top of that, literally the day after this episode comes out, Willow starts and we get two episodes of Willow. It's going to be six episodes. I think people should go back and listen to our Willow episode. I highly agree. It was like the most fun. It was, it so, was fun. so fun. Like we had so much fun recording that episode. You should 100% I, like, go back and listen. Feel so bad for my childhood self that didn't have willow didn't grow up with willow yeah Yeah. it's yeah and we've already decided so like we're gonna cover it um in two episodes so it'll be like episodes one through three and then we'll do four through six because it is so short it's only six episodes but i'm excited i think it's gonna be really really good so the big thing with the news we saw glass onion this week it was so good Oh, my God. It was so good. <laughs> but, like, as of this recording coming out, I think the theater run will be over unless yes. Netflix decides to extend it, which they should. They should. It's making so much I, money. I do agree with everybody. Like, see it with an audience. Like, I saw it with a small audience, and it was still fun. Yeah. Because just it's so funny and, like, I think it's just as good as the first one. Like, I think they're mm-hmm. right on par with each other. Yes. It's just the little things. And I, I want to go back and watch it again because there's, like, this way that the story unfolds. And I want to go back and see, like, if you can actually Catch see it. those things. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the same with the first one. The, mm-hmm. the first movie does not get old on rewatches, which is insane to me. That's how good of a movie it is, how good of a mystery it is that it is still just as compelling once you know how it's solved. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Like, even though you know who it is, you go back and you learn so many more things because it's yeah. so layered. And honestly, like, that is a Ryan Johnson thing because same with Last Jedi. Like, yeah. that's a movie that you can watch so many times and you still see things that, like, you didn't see the first time. It's insane. We love Ryan. We do love Ryan. And Ryan said, like, hey. The the two Ryans in this house, Ryan Coogler and Ryan Johnson. Absolutely. 100%. We got a Ryan in Marvel. We got a Ryan in Star Wars. And that's all I need. That is all (laughs) I need. And Ryan even said, like, hey, if I come back to Star Wars and it's, you know, a TV show and not a movie, like, I'd be okay with that. I would also 100% be okay with that, King. Mm-hmm. You, you do so you. And so Ryan's show Poker Face is coming out in January. Also. Is that Apple pl- Or February? TV? January or February. Is it Apple TV? Uh, Paramount? Oh, dang it. I don't have that. <laughs> I know, but maybe you can get a free trial. Yeah, know. I would get a free trial for him. I would. 
because he's it's yeah. So good. I think it's Paramount because I don't even know where it's gonna air in Canada. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Glass Onion it will be on Netflix at some point. Um, so we Christmas. won't spoil. I yeah, think it's Christmas. out on Christmas. I'm so excited to watch it with my parents on Christmas. Mm-hmm. I know because my mom hasn't seen it yet either, so that's gonna be so good. So like, we're obviously not gonna spoil anything here. Yeah. Um, but I will say like, it felt so clue and i love that like everybody says that the first one is clue this one like you can clearly say like this one is you know scarlet this one is peacock this one's mr Mm -hmm. green you know like i like so i watched the last of sheila before Mm -hmm. i saw this and this is the movie that ryan said inspired him for this movie and it like was yes like (laughs) i highly recommend watching that movie actually like it was really really good Mm -hmm. and he was totally inspired by it there's so many like even visual cues in it I love that. Oh, it's just so good. So, yeah, like, if you got to see Glass Onion, like, oh, my God, like, it's just so good. If you haven't seen it yet, like, it's going to be worth it. Like, it's the so... The acting was great. Ugh. Everyone did a really good job. Mm-hmm. I am, like, such a Benoit Blanc stan. Yes. <laughs> like, Daniel Craig. Just please keep amazing. making these movies. Well, you know what? Like, he's retired from making Bond. He's getting older. He doesn't want to do stunts. Benoit Blanc is the perfect This is a character. very chill role. And it's fun. Like, it looks like it's fun to play him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I just, I love this for him. I would love to see him on a season of White Lotus. Yes. Well, the other thing is that I think what we love the most about White Lotus is like how some some similarities with like Ryan's mysteries. Yeah, it is. And them. this felt like Ryan's take on like a White Lotus season. Like it it did. There's a new episode of White Lotus tonight when we're recording. In uh, forty minutes. No. Yeah, 40 minutes. Well, if, we're, if, we, if we started late, we started late. It's okay. I can start it whenever I start it. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, well, because it'll be on streaming. All right. So I think with that, we are ready to cover the final two episodes of Andor, our messy little boy. He has come so far. He is full of emotion. He is um, always, at, you know, pushed by those emotions. He is influenced by his emotions he has a lot of feelings shannon but here's the thing he feels everything that he needs to feel yes and he is loved more than anything he could ever do wrong oh my god i was crying (laughs) oh my god i know so these last two episodes um it's the daughter or i'm sorry not the daughter it's daughter of ferricks and rick's road And the main thing going on with these two episodes is that Marva has died and there's going to be her funeral, um, which we do get to see. And I love the Ferrex custom. So she was a very prominent member of society. um, So it warrants like a pretty big funeral. They want to close down Rick's Road, which is the main road um, through their town. And they're dead um, their ashes are mixed in like with mortar and turned into a brick and they put it into the wall and Mm -hmm. they put the name on it. Um, and I think that's really, really cool. I love that they came up with, like, their own custom for Ferrex. Um, it reminded me, like, the procession reminded me a lot of Aldani when they showed up for their, you know, big, like, event, um, with the stuff in the sky and all of that. I love that we see Cassian, like, visit, 
like Clem's stone. Like that was really cool to like bring in as well. But man, like the main thing is <laughs> B2 EMO is emo. Yeah, I was about to say that. I'm like, he's emo. <laughs> he's so emo. Like, my baby. He oh. feels. He feels. This this droid is feeling. I've never seen a droid with more feelings in my <laughs> life. Oh, my God. He is so upset that Marva's dead. And, like, um, is this, I keep wanting to say Brazos, which is not correct. I think it's just Brazo. Yes, because right. I'm thinking of only murders in the building. Yeah. Um, yes. He is, like, looking after things, like, since Cassian's not there. And he's, like, really taking care of B2. And B2, like, does – he's and he says this. He's like, I don't want to be alone. Like – Maybe. He, oh, my God. And, like, he's an old droid. And so I, I can see, like, he has this fear that, like, he's going to – People are going to leave him and he's going to be all by himself. And I just, the scream I let out when he gets knocked over. Oh, same. Wait, Shannon, I did too. I screamed. Yeah, I screamed. Like the second he fell, I was like, like, I was so upset. (laughs) I thought he was, I thought it was over. I was about to be like, oh my God, I take back everything I've said about this show. It's terrible. Tony Gilroy is that cruel. I think he is that cruel. He 100% is. B2 is the puppy that he gave us just so he could rip it away and watch the light go out of our eyes. Like, <laughs> I, listen, everybody, like, we're going to talk about this. Um, he made sure that we didn't forget where we're headed. Like, he did make sure we didn't forget. Man, episode 11 we are really just kind of seeing everybody gearing up for this funeral, I think. Um, there's more Mon in episode 11 than there is episode 12. So should we start yeah. there? Yeah, let's start with Mon. As we know, um, Mon has girl bossed too close to the sun and <laughs> is in she her money, money problems. Problem. She has a money problem. Um, so she's going to have to marry her daughter off to a scumbag son. Yeah, and we did talk about this last episode. And what mm-hmm. I find interesting is that we read Lita wrong in that yes. she is actually embracing the customs. Yes. Interesting. Which I actually kind of – because I was surprised when I saw that because, oh, man, the scene where – so she's, like, taking a class basically – where they like, it's like learn girl about the, guides, but yeah, like, it's like girl guides, yeah, um, etiquette and, classes. <laughs> it's literally, it, it's like she's preparing for like her coming out ball. Um, oh, it's giving, like you mean like <laughs> it's giving debutante? Yeah, I was gonna say like Rory when when Rory did the <laughs> debutante thing. Yes, or like the summer I turned pretty, like yeah. that's what it's giving. Yes, um, and she's like practicing the chant and all of that, and like Mon is just like sitting there like what is my life? And Val comes in and is like horrified. Like, oh my God, like you can't let her do this, blah, blah, blah. And like Mon Motha is like, this is all her. Like she is the one who found the elder. She put all this together. She has friends that do this. Like this is Lita's life. It kind of makes me wonder as writers, if they wanted to soften the blow and not make Mon feel as a like a monster, a, a huge monster. Well, where I kind of think it's going is that Mon 
I think Mon hates this practice of like marrying mm-hmm. so young. And it's actually really interesting. I just read this fantasy series um, where they do kind of the same thing um, with girls like that young and like boys that young. Um, and it again is like very like wildly contested and blah, blah, blah. Um, and she said that Perrin is like indifferent about it, which honestly makes sense with Perrin because I think Perrin just doesn't really care about anything. So I think Lita probably like needed an outlet and I think she doesn't want to be a politician like her mom and I think she is closer to her dad but her dad's not really into anything so I think this was kind of something for her to do and I think Mon knew that if she was hit with a proposal her daughter would accept no matter who it is so I think it's more that it's it's somebody that like is probably a very bad person and she's like, Lita is going to be into this. She's so naive. Like, she's not going to understand the implications. Yeah. It, it's kind of giving um, season one um, Sansa Stark a little bit. Yeah. And that's also very sad. Like, yeah. I, 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 do you think next season we're going to see, like, their engagement? Yeah. I mean, it's like a year later. Yeah. It could even have, like, their wedding in next season. Okay, but, like, fuel for the fix. I would love to see a Shangelin wedding. I would love to see a wedding, period, because, like, in Star Wars, the only weddings we've ever seen are, like, the last minute, either secret or, like, last minute, like, with Han and Leia. Yes. Well, and then with Han and Leia, it was in... It wasn't like on screen, so we've only seen yeah. one on screen. Yeah. So Are there any other book ones though that I'm forgetting? I don't think so. We like, need more weddings in Star we Wars. We do. I would love to see it because now we've seen how many different kinds of funerals, like kind of. Fun- <laughs> You're right, though. <laughs> There's we've more seen deaths than so weddings. many different funeral rituals over the years. Mm. Can we be happier and see some weddings? Yeah, I would. I would like to. See, well, not that this wedding would be happy, but I would like to see it. <laughs> True, um, but like, yeah. I could see them, like, having a prolonged engagement because, like, Mon, like, really is, like, not wanting it to happen. So I could see it be happening. Like, you know, we can't hold it off anymore. Like, they're getting married, you know? Um, the other side of this is that we also see Mon positioning Perrin to take the fall for her, like, suspicious money. As she should. As she should. Well, like, that's should. the vibe I was kind of getting when – she started saying that he was um what's it called going to canto bite and um, gambling gambling Mm -hmm. and he was like saying like no like i kind of believed him i was like is this part of her plan well like i didn't believe him because i'm like i wouldn't put it past him but she knows that the driver is a spy and so she would never say something like that with somebody who could overhear mm-hmm. like everything she does like whenever she is in like public which i would consider like parent and the driver to be like in public she's very strategic she always has her mask on so if it looks like her mask is slipping it's probably on purpose so that's why i was like ooh, 
And then you hear him like talking to the ISB and that's what they even say. They're like, oh, there's been some suspicious transactions with the Mothmas. It's like, oh, it's probably because he's gambling. Like mm-hmm. man's going to jail. I mean, I hope. If like Perrin has to take the fall, yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly think she's going to position him to take the fall. And I think he is going to maybe retaliate and that might expose her. I could see it happening. Like, I I don't, I feel like Perrin won't go down without a fight, which is weird. But I think he's like very, I feel like he's proud. I hate Perrin. I do too. He sucks. Yeah, so that's where Mon's at right now. And then literally everybody else is headed to Ferex, including baby boy stealing mommy's credit card. Well, everyone knows he's going. Everyone's like, oh, would he be that dumb? And they're all like, yeah, he's going to show up. (laughs) Oh, I was talking about Cyril. Oh, oh, yeah. Stealing mommy's credit card. That is Cyril. Yeah, but I agree, too. Like with um, Cassian, everybody's like, he can't be that dumb. He can't be. But he is that that dumb. dumb. That's true. Yeah, everybody's like, he's going to show up. And, it, and he does. But he does a very good job of not being seen. He does. He does. He is a sneaky boy. He was very, very sneaky. Um, yes. But Cyril is contacted by, and I cannot remember his name, um, but it was um, a lieutenant who worked with him, like an officer who worked mm-hmm. with him um, on Morlana 1. And he's like, hey, you know, I'm still here, blah, blah, blah. I heard about, like, this funeral that's happening. Like, it's Cassian's mom. Like, he's probably going to be here. So, naturally, Cyril has to go. It's and giving I, Les Mis. Like, it was really giving Les Mis. <laughs> it is, like, <laughs> I agree with you on that because he is Jean Valjean. Like, I do agree with yeah. you. I just love that he waited till his mom, like, left the house and then, like, went into her stuff and stole her credit card and left. Like, what a teenage girl thing to do. Did he also climb out the window? Like, I don't know if there were any windows to climb out of. That's true. Can we also talk about when they're on the transport and they switch hats? Probably my favorite scene. Honestly? In in the show? Like, it it was so... Meaningful, like, what was the point? But it, like, the point was like that was so in character for Cyril. Like, yeah, I feel like he was genuinely like looking at this hat and stressed because it didn't go with his outfit. And the fact that his friend knew this and didn't even have to look I, at like, him, he just gave him the other hat. I'm pretty sure, like, it was like it was like my favorite moment in the show. It was amazing. I. I could not stop laughing. They did They did that for us. Like, <laughs> that was for you and me. There was the so memes, much in this that was for us. I do have to say the memes about that scene are so funny. They are very funny. I love the one where it was like that they were cosplaying as boyfriends. Because <laughs> <laughs> then even like when they're at the funeral, like, it's just, the vibe was really funny. I just, <laughs> listen, Cyril is comedy. He is. He's having a terrible time, but it's, like, so funny. And I'm Mm -hmm. very interested to see where he's going to be in season two. Because, like you said, we're going to have, like, a year time jump. Yeah. Um, I'm the most entertained by him. Yes. 
It's very entertaining. He serves my entertainment. That's he does. his purpose. He does. <laughs> well, and there was um, an interview where the actor said, like, he, you know, Searle's kind of, like, undecided with, yeah. like, his ideology, mm-hmm. which is interesting because I feel like he is just a very, like, he's very by the book. He's very his loyal. His ideology is simp. <laughs> well, like, he he's loyal. He's, like... He wants things done the right way. He believes in justice. And I think, like, that doesn't necessarily have to do with the Empire. It just works with the Empire. And so it's like, does he believe in the Empire? I don't know. But he does believe in Deirdre. (laughs) He's just like, I, we've talked about this before, but he's really coded Virgo. (laughs) He's very Virgo coded. Like, he really is, though. And I don't think I've ever felt that strongly about any Star Wars character being, like, so Virgo. (laughs) I'm just, like, so impressed. Yeah. And I think, like, Padme, too, to a certain degree sometimes. To a a degree, yeah. Not to his degree. No. Like, Cyril is a Virgo disaster. (laughs) Like everything about a Virgo he has and that is frightening <laughs> as a Virgo I can say that I think his his big three are all Virgo <laughs> yeah probably mm-hmm. totally we'll talk more about Cyril in a minute um because we're still kind of building towards that um that funeral there um but Cassian and Melshi survive, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I like that they had a moment where they were like, do you think anybody else lived? I'm like, wow. <laughs> do we? I want to think so, but I'm worried. I am also worried. Because, like, where did they swim to? Like, I did they know. swim in a different direction? Because, <laughs> like, that means that, like, Cassian and Melshi are, like, very fast swimmers if, like, Maybe. they didn't see anyone coming towards the shore where they yeah. went. Like, right? I need to see, like, there's that one shot where it shows, like, the landscape. We need to, like, study this. What directions could you go? Did they get flippers? Like, did they? No, they were just barefoot swimming. Yeah. But we thought about this a lot. Like, we didn't know where they were going to go. And we had no idea how Cassian was going to end up back on Ferrix. Like, we knew that somehow it was going to happen. He was going to hear about Marva, but we weren't sure. And he does go back to Neomos. And I love mm-hmm. the way Diego Luna says that word. Um, yes. It's great. Because I remember we we talked about that. We were like, surely his stuff is gone. But his stuff, in fact, was still there. Yeah. And there was some alien in that bed where he was. Yeah. He like, Interesting. Yeah. He, I, I'm guessing he snuck in there. Um, but he and Melshi decide to, like, go separate ways. Um mm-hmm. Because, like, Melshi's, like, very much, like, believing in the cause at this point. Yeah. And I think well, we Cassian still is. we know that cross again. But. Oh, well, yeah. I think he's going to go back there. Um, And I, I think at the end of episode 11, like, Cassian is still not, like, 100%, like, you know, rebellion. Mm-hmm. I think he's definitely, like, very against the Empire. But there's still something holding him back. And when he hears about Marva, because he calls, because he wants to make sure, like, Marva knows he's okay and blah, blah, blah. That's how he finds out that she's dead. And, like, he's a boy full of emotions and feelings. Yeah, so, he's naturally, he's going to go. Mm-hmm. And I think I think being there 
and seeing the way people turned out for Marva. I think knowing that Marva died fighting the Empire, I think seeing what they had done to Bix, that is what finally pushes him over the line. And he listens to Nimic's manifesto. It was beautiful. It was such a, like, beautiful speech, like, over just, like, a beautiful set of images, like, of, and, like, of Cassian. I, I feel like that's kind of the thing with episode 12. Like, we had the manifesto kind of voiceover, um, which was very, like, bolstering because um, it tells you, like, they fight so hard for control because it is unnatural. Like, we naturally want to be free, blah, blah, blah. We get that. We also get to hear Marva's last words for Cassian. The fact that Brazo, like, memorized that and told him, like, word beautiful. for word. I love the Brazo and or, like, friendship. Yes. It's, like, a really, um, and, like, Star Wars does tend to do male friendships pretty decently. Pretty well, yeah. Yeah. But it, other, you know, like, it's just nice to see. It's very um, emotional, Mm-hmm. Um, it's very intimate, which, like, you don't really get a lot with male friendships. Yeah. Um, and I really love that. Like, he, just the way, like, she, she was saying that, like, none of it is your fault. Like, you were, she said, like, he was, like, the spark that helped, like, light all of yeah. this. And that he was going to be, like, an unstoppable force for good. Like, the edits that have come from this are so good. The hug. And the other thing we get is when the funeral actually starts. Because here's the thing. Like, the funeral was supposed... Like, they wanted midday. The Empire is letting this happen because they are trying to attract Cassian. Um, They are trying to lure him there. But the people have it early. Like, they start when they want to start. And this whole, like, march, the music... The marching band. Instruments in space. Yes. And, like, we talked about this with Aldani. Like, this, it feels like a real, like, alien, like, custom, like, at this place. Yeah. Like, the world building is just, like, it runs so deep. Yes. I, and it, that song that they play is so mournful. It's so good as they walk and they have, you know, Brazos has the brick and all of that. Um... And then they play a transmission from Marva, and it is everything. Yeah. And, like, I got so teary-eyed, like, thinking about Jin seeing, you know, her father's transmission, and then us getting this parallel with, Mm -hmm. like, Cassian seeing his mother's transition, uh, transmission, um... It was beautiful, and it just, like, brings these two characters together in another way that we just, like, didn't know about. And for him to see that and be inspired by that and that speech being such a turning point in his journey. hmm I think that there's also a parallel with him hearing Jen speak after she sees Galen's message. Like, remember, she's, like, talking about, like, you know, what choice do we have? Like, we have to fight, blah, blah, blah. And Cassian's, like, one of the only ones that, like, listens and believes her. Mm-hmm. I, I think that also comes back to this. Like, that's the yeah. reason we're fighting. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's for the people. It's for the hope. And, like, I didn't pull the whole thing because, like, the whole speech is very good. But um, she talks a lot about how she wants to, like, lift the people up. And she says that, like, we forgot about the empire because we had each other. Um, we were turning away from the truth that we didn't want to face. And she said it's easy for the dead to tell you to fight. But that's what needs to happen. And, like, she ends with fight the empire. Yeah. But have you seen Have you seen everyone saying that it was actually – she actually dropped an F-bomb? And <laughs> you can see it. Like, you can see her – the shape of her mouth. And it got – like, they, people think it got ADR'd because Tony Gilroy actually said that Disney – made him take out an F-bomb in the finale. I believe it. I, I believe yeah. that's where... Because, like, she... I mean, she calls them bastards, which is already, really, really big, I feel like, mm-hmm. for Disney+. Plus. So, like, I... Yeah, I believe that she did. If any character was going to drop the F-bomb, it's Marva. <laughs> like, let's be real here. I love this riot that happens. I mean, it's very chaotic, and I was very stressed. Because, like... Yeah. I'm worried People about everybody. People are trampled. Trampled. Um, I do love that Marva's spirit lives on as a brick smacking Imperial. <laughs> yeah, I love that moment, you know, mm-hmm. um, for her brick to be like the first, you know, action in that fight was just mm-hmm. like so meaningful. Yes. And, you know, like you said her spirit lives on in the fight. I was so taken aback by the visuals of this scene of those, like, of the Empire, you know, like, especially making them look like police, like, riot Well, they, they have, like, the shields and stuff. Yeah. It was very mm-hmm. riot police. And it's just, like, how much more visually alike do you need to make something before people finally start making the connection? Because... For, you know, for years now, people saying, you know, like, this side is the Empire, this side is the Empire, and this, like, this show just makes it so clear to who the Empire is and who they are in our society. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. If you come out of this show thinking anything else, like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I I don't know how more clear it could be. Um, It was also kind of giving... You remember, like, the end of Black Klansman when it has, like, real footage? Yeah. It, it kind of reminded me of that even because mm-hmm. um, some of it was just, like, so... It's really powerful. Yeah. It's really... Um, and it's, like, hard to watch, mm-hmm. but um, meaningful to watch. Yes. I, and I think that was... I, I love that he didn't shy away from that. He's like, I want to show the truth like the i want to show what's going on yeah. yeah and that's something that marva said she's like you know we were turning away from a truth that we didn't want to face and like this is the truth and it's it's really intense and there is that scene where um deidre is trampled and people start grabbing at her oh i thought she was dead uh, so did i and like i Here's the thing, like, I understand that, like, she she's part of the problem. Like, she is part of the machine. Mm-hmm. Like, she is the face of it right now. But I really didn't want her to die. No. Which is, like, it's so weird because it's, like, I, I feel like she is supposed to be, like, this irredeemable, you know, like. Yeah. 
I character. agree with that because at times, like, I really do feel like she's not redeemable where most villains in Star Wars usually do feel very redeemable to me. Mm-hmm. But she just doesn't feel like she's going to budge. Yes. I feel like this, like, while it would have been, like, a poetic end for her um, being taken down by the people, I don't think... I think the reason, like, it was, like, she can't die, like, I don't want her to die, is because, like, her story's not over. Like, she has more of an arc left, and I like Mm -hmm. that we're gonna get to see that. Like, I do think, like, she's gonna go down with the ship. Like, I don't think she's gonna budge. I think she's probably gonna get worse, but, like, I think we deserve to see her character evolve. Mm -hmm. I agree Um, with that. And a lot of that also bleeds into Cyril because Cyril saves her. I was shocked. Listen. Like, my what face. What were we watching? I, um, um, this was, like, insane. Like, this was, like, actually, like, the audacity. The, the fact that we were, like, mm, crack ship and then, like. And then a couple- turn into a real ship. Well, because then, like, Tony was, like, mm, but actually. And then do this one. He's, like, mm, but actually. <laughs> like. I, Shannon, I thought they were going to kiss. So did I. Like, I, like, I was, like, wait, are they going to kiss? Like, are they. It took everything in me because, like, I watched it before. I watched it before you. It took everything in me. Not to, like, I was, like, shaking with, like, Alex needs to watch this. <laughs> like. And, like, it feels weird watching it because you're, like, this woman is, like, so horrible. Well, they both are. Like, they mm-hmm. both are. They're well, I neither- think for me, so, like, they are both definitely awful. But Cyril feels like he could be redeemed. Yes. Well, and, like, um... Like, his actor said, like, he hasn't, he doesn't, like, have a, a sway, really, on his He's ideology. Undecided. Like, I, I think he very easily could have turned against the Empire because of how he was treated, um, not being believed and all that. But I think the side he is on is her side. <laughs> and he even, yes. when I was rewatching, like, when he sees her, like, in the crowd before the riot, he's like, it's her. She's I here. I, like... like- <laughs> It's, like, so crazy because, like, you think that, like, Lucasfilm forgot that romance exists. Not him. It is alive and well in him. No, and the, like, <laughs> that's, like, the most shocking thing about it all is that, like, n- no, Andor said uh, romance is alive and well and it's going to be really complicated because it's going to be with, like, these two very evil characters um, and you're going to want to watch it, but you're also going to feel weird about shipping it. Which I think is really cool that they're doing. Like, this show is so complex. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you want to ship it because I'm giving you all the signs. I'm giving you all the tropes. But, like, the characters <laughs> themselves are, like, very toxic. And, like, they're going to be toxic for each other. <laughs> you know, like, he brings her to safety. She doesn't even get a glimpse of, like, who it is. And she, like, has her gun out, like, ready to shoot whoever this person is. Because all she sees is someone in civilian attire. Mm-hmm. And, like, and then she realizes who it is. She's, like, her shaking. Stalker. And she's, like, you. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, she's still shaking. And she's, like, oh, I, and he like, just, she like, says, like, I guess I should thank you. And then, and, like, they're so close. 
And Cyril's like, you don't have to thank me. And they're so close. They're so close. Well, because he's just like standing there holding her steady. And then just like. Holding her, Shannon. He's holding her. (laughs) Like, like, listen, I'm glad that they didn't kiss because like. I want some more buildup, you know? Yeah. Um, but yes, like they, but it didn't feel out of place if they had they kissed. Could've, they could have. I was like, they could have happened. They could have. It could have happened. And I think it would have been Cyril's first kiss ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, Shannon, the problem with this, though, is if there is a year time leap and they are an established couple when we return, we don't get any of that, like, exciting buildup. So, like... this is where like there's so much question right because like i'm glad that there's a year time jump because like i think cassian's gonna be in a different place we haven't talked about bix yet but i think we'll you know we'll see bix recover and like all that kind of stuff um but uh, there is a wild car like with like cyril and i think what's gonna happen is i think he's gonna officially be working for um deidre Mm -hmm. and i have a feeling that whether they are something or they are not, I don't think she is gonna like part it. It's gonna be secret. I think I, yeah, I do think it's because a of the power moment. imbalance. It's like because it's of the power on. imbalance. Like I, I keep. I was like, I don't want to so say toxic, it, but like, guys, that's so toxic. But I need to see it. But like, I want to see it, and like, <laughs> I, I'm living for this drama right now. <laughs> I was like, the whole time I was like, don't say it. But like, but like, I think, but like, I I do, I do think. And I think. And like, Star Wars is all about secret romances. I mean. Behind closed on, doors. And honestly, like, I think where it's headed is I think like Cyril's going to realize that like, she's like mistreating him and like, doesn't really like, love him or like, you yeah. know, it, it's so complicated. And I think like, that's going to be like. A big thing for him and like i want to see it <laughs> oh my gosh that sounds smart i hope it goes that way i hope it does too like i i want to see that um because that would just be like one more way like the U- empire is just using him you know mm-hmm. yeah interesting hmm listen like i'm sorry guys like we love cyril in this house like yeah i know <laughs> like it, it's like every episode i love him more even yeah. though like i cannot you know stand up for any of his actions i'm like no his actions are really horrible but you know well this character- it's like it, he's little meow meow you know <laughs> like he really is like i'm sorry like you can't expect me to hate him when he wears a clip-on tie and like eats his cereal every morning and like his mom is yelling at him and telling him to get a job and i just like <sighs> i can't help it I love him. He's great. Um, so while all this is happening, uh, during all this chaos, Cassian does rescue Bix. And Bix is, like, in a scary place. She's unrecognizable. She, like, Cassian wants to rescue her. And she's like, don't be angry. Like, don't, you can't be angry. Like, she's still in that, like, zone where, like, she thinks the Empire is, like, literally there and is going to, like, Yeah, she's her. like, I can't leave. Like, they'll be upset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so in character for him. And I love that this is, like, the beat that they, like, kind of left the season on. Like, he had to save Bix. Like, I feel like 
with Cassian, he cares so much about people. Like, that's part of the reason why he joins Jen is because, like, he cares about her. Like, he believes in her. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, he believes in the cause. But, like, another reason he joins the cause is because, like, he believes in Marva. Like, he believes in Kino. Like, it's Mm -hmm. the people, not necessarily, like, the idea of freedom, right? Yeah. Um, like, and he's, so I think, he's, I mean, he's willing to die for other people's freedom. Exactly, yeah. Um, and in that way, like, he kind of mirrors um, Luthen a little bit, because, like, that kind of goes into Luthen's speech, where he's like, I've sacrificed everything for everybody. And he has done it in a way where he cannot feel... And Cassian cannot help but feel. Yeah. And that's, once again, like, that's really big for Star Wars as well. um, Because that's something that has been explored, like, with Anakin Skywalker and, like, Ben Solo and all of that. Um, This idea of compassion is very central to Star Mm -hmm. Wars. Like, that is what Star Wars is. And I think that makes Cassian, like, one of like these great characters because of his compassion. And it's like, there was no way he was leaving Ferrix without making sure Bix was okay. And like, he also made sure that like she and B2 and everybody made it onto a transport ship. Like, and he didn't even leave with them. Cause he's like, it's not about if I'm safe. It's about if they're safe. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And it was, like, surprising to me that he didn't go with them. I was like, where is he going? <laughs> What's going to happen? Because I'd kind of forgotten that, like, yeah, he had to reconcile with Luthen as well. Because we do have Vel and Senta also on this planet. Proud to say, um, space lesbians did not die. They survived. So happy. They survived. Yes. I was so worried that Senta was going to die, and then she never did. So I feel pretty good about that. That's well, because you know the show has been making good decisions. It has. It has I'm like made trusting good the creators on the show. But like we said, Tony Gilroy will hurt us. <laughs> he will he do apparently, it. Apparently, I don't think he's as involved in season two. Really? Yeah. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what that that'll does. be interesting. Hopefully, yeah. it's still good. Hmm. Um. I I really love the parallel with. Cassian being on Luthen's ship and like the first time this happened Luthen was like you literally have no no choice like you come with me or you die mm-hmm. and Cassian is like either kill me or let me join you yeah now. he gives him a choice <laughs> yeah like he was like I know you want to kill me like I'm your loose end but like I want to join you and that's a big deal that he he did that and I I kind of think in this year he's gonna be you know, doing missions and stuff like that. I think it's pretty clear with where we see him in Rogue One that he does a lot of, like, the the darker side of the Rebellion. Like, mm-hmm. the stuff that, you know, you don't really want to think about. Like, he's an assassin, kind of. Well, it makes sense him being under Luthen. Yeah, Because I don't think that, like, if he was, like, let's say under Mon, he wouldn't be tasked of doing those types of things. Makes a lot of sense the way he turns out the way we see him in Rogue One. It does. It, it makes a lot of sense um, with how he's set up. I hope that in season two, we see him and Vel a little bit more as well. Because I think 
Vel and Cinta probably are going to feel a little bit weird about him joining mm-hmm. um, since most of their mission like this season has been like taking care of him, like making sure that he's, you know, that loose end gets tied up. Mm-hmm. Um, I also hope that within this like little time gap that we see like Bix recover, I wonder if she's ever going to fully be herself again. I yeah. like I don't know. And where do you think, like, what what will she be doing in a year? See, like, that's the question. And, like, we've talked about this. Like, where is she going to be? Like, what's going to happen? Um, I do think that everybody he escaped with is going to end up part of the rebellion in some way. Mm-hmm. They're definitely not going to join the Empire. No, and they're on so. the run now. I think anybody from Ferrix is going to be on the run. So they're definitely going to be part of the rebellion. Um and, of course, like, the question is, because, like, we don't see any of them in Rogue One, but that doesn't mean that they're dead and gone. Yeah. Like, it, it could just mean that they were somewhere else. Of course, we know where Cassian's going to end up. But part of me does hope that, like, if they survived, we could still see more of them if they do more, like, in this time period. So I think the... Oh, one more thing, though, because, um, like, Bix is, like, really out of it, but she is, like, telling B2 and everybody, you know, like, get to this place. Like, I'll come back for you when it's safe. And, like, B2's like, you always say that, blah, blah. And she says, Cassian always comes back. Yeah. Because he does. I'm so glad B2 has a family, though. Oh, my God. B2 will not be alone. God, I swear to God. Like, everybody else can die. But if B2 dies, (laughs) I die. (laughs) So, in season two, do you think we're going to see the search continue for Cassian's sister? Interesting. Feels, like, hard to squeeze that in. I don't know. Because it, it seemed... Because, like, that's how everything kicked off. And then mm-hmm. we never returned to it. So, yeah. I kind of feel like he won't be searching for her, but I think she's going to find him. That'll be cool. I, I do think... I, I would like to see that because that will be like a reconciling like with his past. And mm-hmm. that's a big thing because, you know, he's been in this fight since he was six years old. So <laughs> we do need to see that. So the last thing um, was the end credits. And Alex, would you like to tell us about this wonderful end credit? Yeah. So we get this kind of close up shot on like junk in space and these, you know, robots working on something and as you're panning out you're realizing that this is what the um inmates were working on in the prison and you're panning out more and you're panning out more and you see the death star being built the prisoners literally were making parts for the death star and this has been talked about a lot like online people people speculating that that's what they were doing and like seeing it just hurt so much more yeah i mean i saw everything from like parts of tie fighters to at-80s like i i've seen it all um and so seeing that it it was in fact the death star and it I really feel like it was reminding us, like, yes, like, this season, we all got away safely. Um, We have that spark of rebellion. Like, I wouldn't say that it ends on, like, a happy note, but it definitely ends on, like, a hopeful note. And -hmm. then he really just wanted to be like, but don't forget where this is going. Like, we are going to Rogue One. We are going to the destruction of Alderaan. But even with that, like... 
that means we're going into a new hope, which in itself is hopeful. And I, I really, that was such a amazing like thing to throw in at the end. I'm glad that they did that. Yeah. Bravo, Lucasfilm. You did a great oh, job with this. This is so good. Like between this and Black Panther, like Star Wars and Marvel have peaked, man. Yeah. <laughs> like... I hope, you know, like, my hope is that, like, Star Wars continues to do stuff like this. Um, stops trying to be too much like Marvel. Because mm-hmm. I think that in the past, when Star Wars has tried to be like Marvel, they learn the lo- wrong lessons. I think things- everybody does when they try to be like Marvel. Because DC's had to learn that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to do your own thing. And Star Wars does so good when it remembers like what inherently star wars is about like it's not Mm -hmm. about like oh cool character i want to see luke skywalker again and like battles and all of that like it's these stories about these struggles and well like you said earlier you said compassion yeah it's about is about compassion like i would love for you know the story group and like the people working on future projects to really think on that like Mm -hmm. How are we telling the story about these people and compassion for other beings and, you know, like love, like all of those themes. And I think that we're going to see that in Willow. I do think we're going to see that in like, Willow. I, I, I really think that Willow is going to be the heroine's journey, which is very exciting. Mm. Well, like, that's something we picked up even like a long, long time ago. Like Star Wars is inherently about like love and compassion and redemption like that's something that has always stood out and when star wars remembers that it's so good Mm -hmm. and i i hope that we can see that with mando season three because i feel like there's so much potential there there's potential for all those themes in mando there really is um i hope we get to see that like i we're getting Bad Batch as well. Like, Bad Batch is coming out, like, in January. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not even sure where that's going to go. I, like, when Bad Batch was good, it was good. And, yeah, like, when I it was okay, it was okay. <laughs> I just love the characters so much. I do, too. I, I really hope we get to see that redemption and that compassion for Crosshair because, like, that's what we wanted in Resistance. And then Resistance just got so rushed. Like... We wanted that, like, that moment to breathe for Tam, and we didn't get it. And I, I hope we get that with Crosshair coming up. So is there anything else about our little messy boy? No. Wow. So, I mean, that's going to do it for Andor Beats until season two. Mm-hmm. It was so nice seeing all of the drama, all of the breaking news, the fashion tips from Cyril himself. Mm-hmm. And we leave we leave off with that nice little let's trade hats. <laughs> well, anyway, um, if you would like to keep the conversation going, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at lip underscore lightsabers. I am at McCarter Shannon and Alex is at Alex Leonis. And we will see you next time for Willow. Bye. Bye.